It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer, Ben Mahich, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards. Thank you so much to, for tuning in wherever and whenever you may be making this show a part of your day. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. We'll be going over Troy Brown's latest comments about his time in Washington, a preview of tonight's game against the revamped Orlando Magic, and whether Russell Westbrook would be a good fit in New York, according to our good friend Stephen A. Smith. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it. If you enjoy it, stay tuned for the Ultra Play of the Week coming up later in the episode. We'll tell you everything that you need to know about Michelob Ultra. Ben, let's get right into it, my friend. From Cody Westerland on Twitter, Troy Brown Jr. states that his frustration with the Washington Wizards was that he did not know what would earn him playing time. Ben, we talked about this so much throughout the entire season and why this was so strange after the bubble setting. And Ben... Reports say that right after Brown joined the Chicago Bulls, head coach Billy Donovan sat down with Troy Brown Jr. and told him that his defensive abilities would earn him playing time. Sat right down with him, Ben. Told him straight up what was going on. No wishy-washy. No one minute here, 28 minutes, you know, you know, eight games down the road after not seeing the floor. Ben, what is, you know, what do these comments mean to you? Um... I guess let's get your take on that. Let's get your take on really how Billy Donovan has, has handled Troy Brown's uh, situation compared to how his situation was handled here in Washington. So yeah, Ben, uh, give us your take on, I guess, a frustrated Troy Brown. Yeah. It's, it's funny how all he had to do was talk to the coach and get a pretty good answer as to what he had to do to get playing time. And for the wizards, a team that's dead last in defense, it seems pretty self-explanatory that playing defense would have earned him playing time. But apparently, according to Troy Brown, he didn't really know what to do. I don't know if you remember, but in February, the team had a meeting discussing their roles. And after that, the team went on a little bit of a hot streak there. And then obviously that's become irrelevant because they're now 15 games below 500. But to me, it's like, why are they having these, the, the, the Wizards, it's like, why are they having these discussions this late in the season one? And two, this should have all been figured out before the season began. I understand that training camp was cut short, no summer league and whatnot, but the Wizards should have had a pretty good idea of what the roles were going to look like. Troy, he's not the sort of player that's going to just figure out his role, take the ball, uh, dominate it, and try and carve out a role himself as some other players do. Troy is, is a player who tries to blend in, and, and the Wizards did a poor job of allowing him to do that and instead stuck him in the corner wanted him to become a standstill shooter. And now he's in Chicago. He played 28 minutes last game. Uh, he's carving out a role for himself. He's he grabbed seven rebounds that game, so he's still showing off his versatility. Right. He's by no means a perfect player, but the Bulls are having some success and made some good moves. And, and obviously they, 
they've made some significant changes there, and they seem to believe in Troy Brown. So it, it remains to be seen what happens to his career. But yeah, it's kind of kind of telling that. Look, this is a player telling you he didn't know what his role was. So I think that's pretty significant. And Ben, from hearing that, it just tells us that after that five-game win streak early on in the season, where we thought we were seeing some life from the from the Wizards, we were thought we were going to see some more consistency. After that five-game win streak, there wasn't too many more adjustments made, and then it just kind of seemed like Scott Brooks was really, you know, going with the punches throughout the rest of the season as we are currently. Ben, it it to me, this just looks like after they had that first discussion early on in the season about what everyone's role was, they didn't have any more discussions after that, even after the five-game win streak. Yeah, and and maybe they had a better idea after that meeting, but it was pretty clear that they started doing the same things that got them into the hole to begin with, where players right. seemed kind of lost, didn't really know uh, what role they were playing, and the coaching staff stopped relying on, on the carved roles that they had for a little bit there. It just goes to show that this team has really struggled to find any form of consistency, whether it's roles, whether it's playing time, whether it's uh, wins and losses, this team has been kind of up and down all year long. And here we are. Now we're 15 games below 500, and Troy Brown is probably going to end up playing for a playoff team. Ben, and that's what we want for Troy Brown, right? I mean, honestly, like sitting here as basketball fans, sitting here as, as fans of all these guys, really, uh, why we do this every day. Ben, we, we want to see these guys have success. And this is what we talked about. Literally, like we, we spoke it into existence. We, we talked about another team getting a hold of Troy Brown Jr., utilizing him correctly, and, and then him having success, you know, especially on, on a platform where he's not going to have success with the Wizards this year, which is the playoffs. I'm not saying that is a definite right now, but still, it's looking like it's getting more and more definite by the game. So, uh, Ben, I'm super happy that Troy Brown has, uh, is getting the opportunity in Chicago and that Billy Donovan – wants to you know really wants to have him along as part of this rotation a part of their rotation and ben this is again what we talked about he's happy he was so he probably was so happy to get traded he didn't know his role he didn't know what was going on at all he probably was still working his butt off in the gym and you know in in on the court and and he still had no answers you know nothing was uh really being uh no information was being given to him and right now i mean that that that's it shows for the Wizards. I mean, who knows how much communication really is going on between Scott Brooks, his players in the front office. We just don't know. Um, but we do know for a fact that Troy Brown, why would he lie about this, Ben? He's, he's this is this got to be 100% true. And um, who knows um, if, I mean, Denny probably doesn't know his role. I mean, yeah, real, I don't think like, he's like, alone. Let, let's talk about, you know, all these other guys that are, you know, that, that are still in Washington because that's, they're probably going through the same thing right now. So, I mean, but, but Ben, again, losing out on a 50, uh, you know, their 15th overall pick. I know that they got Chandler Hutchinson in, in return, you know, uh, Daniel Gafford. That's great. Um, well, Gafford's hurt right now. And Chandler Hutchinson, he's still, you know, the minutes he's getting, putting up pretty empty numbers after his, uh, his good debut. Ben, I'm, it, it's just frustrating for us because we know how good Troy Brown is, man, but we are happy for him, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. Like, are, are you upset, like, with this? Because I, I feel a little, a, a little, irritated because hey i mean scott hey washington wizards you you had a good piece you had yeah. someone who showed you he was a good piece that he, that he i think the most the most frustrating part about this is that the wizards chose to go with an aging point guard in smith and a veteran guard in hal neto 
over a 22 year old, 21 year old player right. who's shown right. some flashes of being really good. And that goes without justification. It's really hard to justify that, especially when you pick this guy 15th overall just two years ago and spoke so highly of him and thought of him to be a, a piece for the future and just kind of punted on his development. But obviously from a basketball standpoint, the, the situation is better for Troy in Chicago. Whatever happens with him, whether he stays in Chicago or he ends up going elsewhere after this year, at least he knows that um, he's given an opportunity to, to showcase his talent and to try. We can't sit here and pretend right. he's quite Leonard or Paul George exactly. or any of these guys. Right. Right. But, but, but he, I think he did show that he could have been something and the Wizards didn't really allow him to do that, which is frustrating and I think isn't unique. I mean, we're seeing what's happening with Denny Abdiya right now. It's not that out of the ordinary for Washington Wizards. And that's where it just stinks for fans, for people, you know, for people who follow any team, Ben, because especially, especially in basketball, right? You draft a guy, you have three years to see what's going on in the rookie contract, right? Sometimes it's four years, but um, yeah, Ben, the third year, that's not an ideal situation you want to see for your first round draft pick. It's just not, especially after a second year of you giving him close to 30 minutes a game, him showing that he's still like one of the best shooters on the team and he can, he can play defense and he's capable, you know, really versatile in every other aspect of the game, maybe not up to superstar standards, but Ben, he's a great role player. That's all we're talking about here. And to build a great team, you need great role players. And Ben, that's why we are frustrated that's why we keep talking about this because i mean i i still stand by your grade ben you gave them an f for for the trade of the deadline i am i stand by that f it's nothing no, nothing against daniel gafford nothing against chandler hutchinson it's everything to do about the wizards really it's just the, the wizards fault you know i mean front office did not do well with this this, this was a rush trade they they were antsy this made, made no sense yeah. in, in, in really what they were doing for this season um so and yeah, i think ben, they would acknowledge that too i think right. It's it's pretty clear that when you're trading a first-round pick two years into his career that you either regret making that pick or there's not an alignment with the coaching staff in the front office because, look, they gave him uh, an extension. I mean, he was – Troy Brown was well, – they picked up his option. He was supposed to come back. And right after that, he was basically out of the rotation. So that shows that the front office wanted him to stick around and the coaching staff – didn't have much interest in playing him. So there's a disconnect there that the Wizards have to figure out because if they couldn't figure it out with Troy Brown, there's not much confidence that they're going to figure it out with Denny Abdia and some of the other younger players. And again, well. like, I mean, how much different is, is Chandler Hutchinson than Troy Brown? Obviously, if you really, really want to get into it, like, they are different players. But, you know, six six guard-type guys. I mean, Chandler Hutchinson may, might be more of, like, a rebounding, you know, type of guard, small forward. Ben, I mean, you, you got to ask yourself because we have I mean, you, you know, people within the organization, you know, that, that you heard that Scott Brooks and Tommy Shepard both disagreed with how Troy Brown was being played. The front office and the coaching staff were at odds about this young guy, about one of their first round draft picks. I mean, how much more is that going to happen down the road? This is, these are all decisions that ownership is going to need to really address because you can't have that. You cannot have that, especially with a growing team. You cannot have disagreements. Yeah, when, when you're when you're when you're a losing team, there's only so many whiffed first round picks that you can have before you find yourself in a situation like a Sacramento or a Minnesota, where year after year you're 20, 20 some odd games below five hundred, and and your franchise is deteriorating. So it's really important that the Wizards have a, I think, uh, an aligned idea as to what they want from these players and and who they want. Um, as opposed to just kind of uh, trying to figure it out on the fly as they tried to do with Troy Brown, and it obviously didn't work out. But 
obviously we wish him the best, and I, and I think he'll he'll find himself a role. He'll he might not be a starter in the NBA. Hundred percent, absolutely. He might not even be a six man, but most good teams have versatile players like Troy Brown on the roster. Exactly. Players who can give you ten points, four rebounds, four assists, and efficient shooting, play defense. Uh, the Sean Livingston type of player. Um, any team can use, and I think Troy will find himself having a long career for that reason. And sad that it won't be in Washington, but I guess that's just the way the world works out. Absolutely, Ben. And we will get into a lot more about um, Washington's games coming up and uh, Stephen A. Smith's comments about Russell Westbrook. Before we get into all of that, this week we nominate Russell Westbrook as the Ultra Player of the Week. He averaged the triple-double with Bradley Beal out, and he has not had much help, Ben. So with that, we recommend Russ relax with a Michelob Ultra this week. It's only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, so it won't disrupt him too much, and really because he deserves it. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Russell Westbrook, if you're listening out there, my brother, enjoy a Michelob Ultra responsibly today. And all, all of you out there, please go enjoy a Michelob Ultra. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sports with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you may listen to podcasts. Ben, my friend, our guy, one of our favorite guys, Stephen A. Smith, he he brought the world more Wizards action after last week. He uh, him and the first take gang they they discussed the Washington Wizards probably for the first time of the year after Russell Westbrook scored thirty five points, 21, uh, 21 assists, and, and fourteen rebounds, whatever it may have been. And and uh, Stephen A. Smith criticized him for that. Russell Westbrook and his wife Nina Westbrook both um you know shot back at at Stephen A for these comments they had their own comments Ben and I tried attempted had, had gave it the old college try to have a podcast on such a topic and guys to tell you the truth there is a uh, a locked up masterpiece that is never that has not been released because uh, it got a little heated it got it got a little crazy on the lockdown wizards podcast and uh, we were not able to really uh to get that to you guys, but hey, he came Stephen A. Smith. He came up with something else for Russ after he criticized him. After he, you know, he uh, he said that the numbers don't matter to him. He brought to first take that that he would fit perfectly in a New York Knicks jersey. Ben, now with with Russ or with Stephen A. Smith saying this after the the trade deadline, I mean after really any sort of hope for any sort you know for any type of big change like this does this mean anything really um in the world of basketball do you think gms listen to Stephen a's takes um about these types of things do you think tommy might be might be inquiring about maybe a 
a trip to NY for for uh, Russ and to get back whatever he may get back. I don't know if this means anything. We want to talk to you about it, though. Yeah, I mean, I sure hope GMs aren't listening to, to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see the fit. Russ is hard to fit anywhere just because his play style is, is difficult to fit. Um, the Knicks are a young team. They, they play together. They have direction. I think they have a goal in mind, and, and uh, I think they have a purpose. And, and just kind of trying to fit Russell in there, a young team that's, that's um, you know, trying to figure it out and, and have their first winning season in the first time in, in what seems like decades. Throwing Russ in the middle of that probably doesn't make much sense. I get his sentiment. He he, Russ is obviously one of the hardest working players on the uh, in the world, and and the Knicks have kind of formed an identity of being a hard working team, right, a defensive oriented right. team, and I can see him really getting along with Tom Thibodeau. They're both kind of gritty guys, and and Russ would fit absolutely in that culture. totally but, agree. But from just like a general, how do you get Russ to New York standpoint? That's really difficult because I mean, are- imagine that, right? Imagine Tommy Shepard calling up. You know, what do you ask for? Leon Rose, you know, Scott Perry and the gang over there in New York. And what are you going to ask for? You're only asking for things that they are prepared to to say no to. Literally. I mean, if you're going to ask for, you know, an R.J. Barrett, if you're going to ask for, I mean, really even um, an Obi Toppin, someone who they who they just picked uh, within the top 10, Ben, they're going to say no to these to this just because they have so much riding on on their immediate future i mean who knows what's going to happen for the knicks if, if they're able to continue building off success and and finally if they're finally able to develop some sort of young talent they they can i mean they can have you know a, a you know a nice 10 10 year era in in the playoffs so i don't know if they're going to really do all that ben if if would you think that would just be all picks or I, I, I would assume the wizards would want assets, right? I mean, you have to remember that the wizards gave up a first round pick to, to exactly. Right. Right. To, right. Um, Houston. Yeah. To Houston. It's Russell Westbrook's value. Isn't, isn't the highest right now. I understand that he's probably a little bit better than advertised. He's, he's shown that he can still play at a high level, but the market for Russell Westbrook, given his contract, given his age, given his difficult fit, isn't high. If you're the Knicks, it's like, what do you give up for him? You don't really have many bad contracts on that roster at this point. Joakim Noah is no longer there. So it's like, <laughs> who can you really give up for him? It just doesn't work. And I think that's why Russ had a hard time finding a, a good fit out of Houston. Washington and Charlotte, and I think Orlando were the only ones that kind of made some sense. Right. Um, it's unfortunate, but this is a situation that's fluid for Russ. I could really see a situation where the Wizards do good by him and maybe buy him out at some point, if, especially if Bradley Beal asks out. It, it wouldn't be that crazy if the Wizards. That would seem like that would definitely seem like the most because a trade situation. isn't isn't probably possible for Russ right. unless the Wizards took back another bad contract, which they especially don't after think. Brad like asks out. I mean, I I, I, I don't exactly. know if they were going to want to go the trade route. If they do a buyout, that would work well for both parties because Russ would end up signing with the team immediately. Yeah, and maybe Whoever. it wouldn't be next year. He still has a few years left on his deal, but maybe if he right, had a year Bryce. left on his contract, then I could see him getting bought out and signing with a contender, and he deserves that at this point in his career. Exactly. He'd be a legend. But we'll see, I guess, how things how things develop in Washington. But, yeah, trade to New York, it's it's not going to happen. It's absolutely ridiculous, Ben. I mean, I, I mean, Stephen A., like th- these guys on first take, they, right, they're, 
they drill they drill the world with all this like what if stuff that's right? all it is though right it, but then is, you dig right. deeper into the salary cap I mean, you don't even have to be a salary cap expert you just look at his contract exactly say, right. All right this is going to be an impossibility so and especially even bringing it up like right now and you're bringing it up after the like post yeah. trade deadline it makes no sense to even bring this up right now it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely impossible to, to happen unless for some reason the Wizards bought, you know, bought him out right now, which, which that just happen? would not happen. So, so, yeah, so no, it's, literally, it's just not a possibility. Not buyouts right. don't happen overnight. Uh, by all accounts, Russell enjoys being in Washington. He uh-huh. enjoys yep. having yep. Scott Brooks as a coach. And the Wizards like having him there. It's not a situation where a Blake Griffin situation where he wants to get out and both parties want, want, want to separate. Right. Russ enjoys right. Washington. He obviously doesn't enjoy losing, but he's allowed to play his game. He's allowed to continue doing impactful things in the community and and he's allowed to you know continue to show that he can be a dominant player and and at this point that's that's what he's going to get in his career until a buyout does eventually happen but anthony yeah anthony we got basketball to talk about not hypotheticals we got basketball happening tonight against the revamped orlando magic a team what the wizards might have and should have probably done they blew it up they got some cool interesting young players to work with now but before we talk about tonight's game we want to tell you about Built Bar. We just got through the Built Bar Championship. The cookie dough chunk was unfortunately defeated by the coconut brownie chunk. I couldn't believe it, but it happened. Much like most people couldn't believe that Gonzaga lost, I couldn't believe that the cookie dough chunk lost here. But guess what? We still got great deals. Go to BuiltBar.com, type in the promo code Locked On 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. It's locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, Anthony, but guess what? Still got the NBA, still got the NHL, and we got awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Bet online has you covered with everything. It's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. We got you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best place to place your bets. Go to bet online, use the promo code locked on. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft locked on NBA draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the locked on NBA draft podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, let's get into hoops. Let's talk about hoops here. We got the magic coming up. Our old friend, Otto Porter Jr., they got rid of all-star Nikola Vucevic, got Wendell Carter Jr. here. This team is in a full-blown rebuild. What do we think about this Magic team? Is this a, First off, is this a must-win for the Wizards? They're coming off a rough loss. Must-win, Raptors. Baby. I mean, look, they're trying to make the playoffs. What do we say? If they lose right. this one, is it over? Or are they, or are they trying to – is this – what do we – why do we care, I guess? Why should we care? You know what, Ben? We care because we love what you just talked about, the beautiful, beautiful game of basketball, right? Everyone out wow, there, okay. think about think about right now why you love the game of basketball. And I did that first time, why? Why it made you love it so much. But before we get too deep, Ben, this, this question that you just asked, is this a must win? This really goes to, uh, it depends on what camp you're in. If you're in the camp with Russ, Brad, Scott Brooks, rest of the comp- you know, rest of the company saying, we are making this playoff push, you know, we, that that is our goal, that that is what is on the agenda. Or if you're more like Ben's camp, trying to trying to push for a tank for Cade Cunningham, then then we'll I mean that's that's what we need to know, but Ben, is this a must win? Every game is a must win at this point if they want to make the freaking playoffs, right? 
I mean, when we're talking about the playoffs, yes, that's probably a must win. Um, but a, mu- a must, a must win. I mean, for the Wizards, I mean, let's let's face it, it's um, it's not looking uh, the brightest for a playoff run right now, just with how inconsistent like winning has been. And Ben, look, I, this I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting more on your level with this because, yes, before, I mean, I, I love competitive basketball. I always will love competitive basketball. But are we talking about four games, four losses in the first round compared to an asset like maybe a Cade Cunningham or an Evan Mobley or a Jalen Suggs, whoever it may be it, within the top 10, that's probably worth more than, than you know, a, a swept series. And I don't want to just sit here and predict a swept series because guys like Brad and Russ and, any player that's listening to this probably will be peeved off because they're just like, I mean, who are you to say that, you know, we're going to be swept right now. It's not looking like you guys are going to make the playoffs. So I, I would say that at this point in the season, it'd probably be worth their time to have a piece, right? Ben, to have a nice, you know, another young kid come in, grow with Rui, grow with Denny, you know, they're young guys. Hopefully they don't, you know, trade them away like Troy Brown and just refuse to play them after, you know, after their second season. But, we just got, we got a hope, man. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think um, the wizards are going to get that piece, whether they like it or not. And I think that's the, that's the interesting part here. The wizards are 17 and 32. The magic are 17 and 33. One team is actively trying to lose. The other team is actively trying to win and failing at it. And I think the philosophies there are very interesting where the wizards are trying to win. They got Russell Westbrook, re-signed Davis Bertans to that huge deal. Yet they're still in the same position as the Orlando Magic, who are completely blowing it up. Got rid of Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic. Hey man, that says a lot about this team's roster construction. And, and Magic, means, uh, Magic just took down the Clippers. That also says a lot about the Clippers and, and their championship hopes, doesn't it? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it does. And you're right. And Paul George was out that one game. I don't want to give him too much credit, but still, the Magic after blowing it all up. I think they were down 26 at one point and they came back to beat the Clippers who are a contending team right now. We, we, we're supposedly a contending team, right, Ben, but we have yet to see the finished product. Yeah. They're not a contending team. If, if you're losing to the Orlando magic at this point in the season uh, with Otto Porter and Wando Carter, uh, you're not a contending <laughs> team. Sorry to break the news. And same thing with the Washington Wizards. If you, if you can't beat the Detroit, since you're losing by 30 points to the Detroit Pistons without Bradley Beal, and you just lost the Toronto exactly, Raptors. exactly. You're not a playoff team, and I'm that, sorry that game there, right there, Ben. I, I that know was that, the, that was that was Ben. Okay. When you and I were talking throughout that game, that literally was the nail in the coffin for the season. Like we were <laughs> sitting there, you and I were sitting there. I'm pretty sure you texted me saying, "What has our life become?" We're, we're talking back and forth for hours about yeah. the Washington Wizards and, and Detroit Pistons right now, and we sat there. We watched the whole game because obviously we're big fans. Obviously, we like we care about all this stuff, but Ben. Even without Bradley Beal, there is no, there is no reason why this team should ever be in a position to lose by thirty. Yeah, and I, I could such a team like like the Detroit. The, but that's like the, the thing. I, I think the Wizards have pushed this narrative that they, of course, they shouldn't be in this position. And then you look at their roster and their style of play and the, just the general dysfunction of how this team has operated this year. You're of right. course, they're in that position. It's not. No, it's you're no, right. It's you're no right. secret. You're and, right, uh, Ben. It's the half half. It's the half yeah. rebuild, half, hey, we're here, we're ready for the playoffs. That's what it is. These teams that are blowing them out, like Detroit, Orlando, they are rebuilding. They've committed. Yeah. Yeah, they committed, and they still have a chance to beat them. Look at a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, Ben. Yeah. Now, we can sit here. 
we can sit here and 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 maybe lie and say we're not Googling, but can you sit there and say and, and name five <laughs> players on that team right now? It's hard. Right? It's hard. But that's my, my one friend, my one friend, AJ Wolfanger, he can name OKC's players, you know, off the rip because he's a big Chris Paul fan. So he knows everywhere Chris Paul goes. So I'll give him credit. Everyone else, hey, if you're not following OKC, you probably can't name five players in the team. You probably can't name the head coach. Hey, I don't I don't know AJ Wolfganger. I bet you Chris Paul can't name five players on that team right now. That team doesn't even look like yeah. what it did when Chris Paul played on it. Oh yeah. And I know Alexei yeah. Pukashevsky, he's a fun guy. Shea goes Alexander. We got Lou right. Dort there. But that's right. kind of that. That's kind of that. The roster is the right. Back. And we, we we forget about poor Al Horford, who was right. just told, hey, you, you can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> For whatever reason, hey, you just can't play basketball. Yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing up o- Oklahoma City right now, they are more competitive. But like, it's looking by far than the Washington Wizards. They are more competitive than the Washington Wizards, okay? Uh, I hate to say it, Anthony. I think from top to bottom, this team's roster is better. I mean, oh. Lou Dort looks like runner prime runner test in comparison to any of the defensive hey, players that the Wizards have. Every time we talk about another team like this, it's just it always comes back to depth, and the Wizards have none of it. They have two capable superstars, all-star talents, and they have like a handful of great young guys, man. And Robin Lopez, and I love you, Robin. But I mean, like that's just like there's not a lot of vets. There's a lot of young guys, and there's I mean, there's a couple of stars. Ben, there's no depth anywhere. There's just not. So let's let's leave these these uh, beautiful listeners with the prediction here. We I don't want to keep dumping negativity down. I'm going with a win here. Maybe that's that. Maybe that is more negative. If you're trying big to win but. coming. Yes, I'm on that train too, Ben. Big win against the Magic. Uh, they dumped off Vujovic. They dumped off everyone. Right? They're trying to rebuild. Maybe Cole Anthony will surprise us. But Ben, we're going with a win here. Hopefully, uh, the Wizards can get their 18th win of the year. My God, I can't believe that. I still cannot believe that. Uh, but yes, Ben, this is where we are. This is how the season has gone. And and so now, after this game, Ben, there will be what 23 games left. No, I'm not a mathematician. Sounds right. If you told me it was 29, I'd not go ahead and say yeah. But. Yes, right. We're not the biggest math whiz. That's why we went to school for journalism. We get it. But yes, 23 games left in the season, Ben. Before we let these guys go, maybe maybe some fun here with with the numbers. Okay. Out of the last twenty three games, the Wizards play. I guess how many how many wins will you, do you see them taking? Six, probably <laughs> five or six. Locked on listeners. Locked on with listeners. Is it? I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed, guys. Isn't that the math? Guys, I'm going to bed. They're going to win 50% of their games. They're not going to go 12 and 12 over the next 24, whatever it is. Guys, guys. That, this that, team has a 35%. You're right. You're right. They're going to win right. six or seven games. When, you're right. When you put it in perspective like that, the win percentage, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like oh my God. To, to think that these guys, they, they're not going to win. They might not win 24 games. They might not win 23 games. We don't know it. But, uh, but, <laughs> but hope, hopefully they can get on some sort of streak because, again, again, guys, Everyone out there listening, hopefully you guys haven't shut us off yet, but it's the East. It's still the East, and if they go on a run, they can yeah. try and get in a playing spot, right? They can. Why? And we don't want that. We don't want that. They don't want that. Look, I'll they, say this. Okay. Anthony Gill okay, closed we, out the game we against might not. We might not want it, but they want it. How bad they, do you want it when Anthony Gill they, is closing out the game for you? I hear you on that. 
I hear you. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Gill. Hey, hey. Let, let me let me tell you this, Ben, right now. And I know, I know you know this. For for ever, for everyone out there who does not know this, Anthony Gill is on a two-year guaranteed contract. He is guaranteed to be back here next year. Robin Lopez is not. Guys like that are not, man. So yes, it's 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 very strange seeing Anthony Gill get random minutes, especially when he's guaranteed to have a job for the next, you know, two years, unless he's waived, fallen out, whatever it may, may be what, you know, whatever it is, Ben, but still it's uh, I, I don't want to get too negative. I, I don't because Can I leave can't. the listeners with one thing. Go ahead. Go guy. When we first started this podcast, we had a prediction. I predicted that Anthony go could become the six man on this team. <laughs> It didn't go well. Hey, prediction I, did not. Right. Uh, Dude, we got 23 games left. He's he's growing more and more. You, you never know. He could get 28 minutes tomorrow, Ben. That's true. He might. I mean, he closed the game for him against Toronto. Uh, he could get 20, 28 minutes tomorrow night, and Russ and, and Scott might just surprise Russ one minute. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Scott's always good about giving one random guy one minute. I mean, I mean, yeah. if, it, if it was Russ, yeah, everyone would be so shocked. But for sure, it's like you know, you never know. Isak gets one minute. Anthony Gill gets one minute. I mean, you, Free you know, Anthony Jer- Gill, man. Jer- Jerome Robinson might get a minute, but without Brad, Brad in, Jerome Robinson has been getting these starting minutes and has not. It's tough. I don't want to blame Jerome Robinson, Ben, on, on, no, on this man. because he has not been given the opportunity all year. Finally, when Bradley Beal is out, as a coach, as a, as a front office, all you have to say is, when your number is called, you better be ready. But, hey, when you don't play a guy for eight years, and expect yeah, him to go hard. play. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go play. So yeah, when he's fro- when he's frozen, and then you thaw him off like eight years later, and then just say, "All right, go <laughs> for it." It's <laughs> it's kind of hard to show up. But lockdown wizards fans, look, we give you all the reasons to subscribe, right? You show up, dude. We, we have fun content. shows, right? Negative fun shows, negative shows, what we do? fun shows. You know, There's no one else doing what we do. We have the best wizards podcast on the net, declared by me. Go subscribe to the podcast, Spotify. Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, we might even be here tomorrow. We might even be here tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow, guys. We love you. We thank you for listening. Whenever you're making this a part of your day, your drive to work, your lunch, after work, whenever it is, we love you. Ben, how much do we love these guys? They're the best, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to our fans from Israel, Japan. We hear you. We see you. We see the comments flowing in through Twitter. We have hundreds of you. The podcast is growing, and it's only because of you. So thank you for listening. For Anthony, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 